When you think about retirement, you think about all the fun experiences that you can take advantage of when you've got a lot of free time on your hands, really when you don't have to show up for work every day. And I believe we need to be optimistic, but what happens if you don't consider the risks? Well, if you consider the retirement risks, you'll be better prepared for them when things don't go quite according to plan. Addressing the risks are critical, and that's why we're going to address them on today's episode of the Retirement Income Show. Welcome to the Retirement Income Show, powered by the Retirement Income Source and brought to you by Stearns Retirement Group, hosted by David Stearns. If you're one of the 70 plus million baby boomers within 10 to 15 years of retirement, this show was designed for you. The Retirement Income Show with your host, David Stearns. Welcome, everyone. I'm Michael Easton here with my good friend and fellow financial advisor, Dave Stearns. And together, we are co-hosting the Retirement Income Show. So thanks for joining us on this chapter where it truly is all about the income. Well, planning for retirement can be stressful if you don't have the confidence that you're totally prepared. What I mean by that is there are a lot of risks that could affect you when you think about retirement. And I got to tell you, more often than not, I talk to people who consider the glamour of retirement, but they don't think about the risks. You see, those risks can totally derail your retirement dreams if you're not careful or if you don't take the time to plan ahead. You may have been a great saver all your life, all your working career, maxing out your 401k, paying off your mortgage, investing right, you know, sacrificing where you need to and all the rest. But a life event that was unplanned could be a landmine in your retirement. And Dave, you and I have talked about this so many times before that the risks to people's retirement are the things that they don't know about simply because you don't know what you don't know. And that's why these things are so important, right? Definitely right, Michael. I'm glad we're talking about this on today's Retirement Income Show. You know, I keep thinking the whole time you were bringing the topic up, I was thinking about the days before GPS, you know, when I printed out the old MapQuest directions, you know, and that was nice. It It told me where to go, but it didn't tell me about the landmines that were ahead of me. And I like today's GPS because it tells me, hey, man, there's an accident up here. There might even be a local constable waiting up there. And it kind of helps (laughs) me redirect. And so I kind of hope today's retirement income show will kind of feel a little bit like that to our listeners. And so I don't know, we got a lot of risks to talk about today. What's on your mind, Michael, as we think about this? Well, your explanation about the constable, aka the police officer pulling you over, that sounds like the voice of experience, my friend. (laughs) Uh, But that's definitely a risk. And for retirees and the people that we talk to, one of the biggest things that they face is taxes. I mean, everyone wonders about taxes, and I refer to it as tax diversification risk. And when you have tax diversification, yeah, that's the CPA in me coming out talking about the tax side. But you know, you have investment accounts that are pre-tax, like your 401k or your IRA, maybe a 403b or something like that. You have other types that are after-tax accounts, like a Roth account. And then you have things that are taxable on the income, but not so much on the principal. That's just like your regular savings. You know, you might have a savings account or a brokerage account and they're handled differently when it comes to developing a financial strategy or a financial roadmap that your financial GPS is going to guide you through. Right, Dave? That's right. 
The financial GPS, I'm liking that. Yeah, I think it's just worthy of our listeners to stop and just think about the way different accounts are taxed. I think for one reason is so that they're not surprised. I think sometimes people go into retirement and just think taxes are going to work real differently in retirement. Well, they're not necessarily going to work differently, but you got to be thinking about your different income sources. You know, even something, it's an outlier, Michael. I mean, I don't really do a lot of life insurance, but I do have a lot of clients that come here or potential clients that I speak with, they've got a lot of life insurance. And all of a sudden, when you've got a lot of cash inside of a life insurance policy, you've got a way to pull money out really tax-free. I mean, there's some strategies within life insurance that can even be attractive, feels a little bit like a Roth. And even the Roth, you know, is something that a lot of clients feel like that Roth bus passed them by. It left the station before they could get on it. And so one of the things that we can help them think about, look, you want to diversify your tax risk. Like you've been saying, what if you've got an inordinate amount of money in taxable retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks, which I don't know, Michael, what it's like in central Florida, but up here in Georgia, probably the same. Tons of clients in an ordinate percentage in qualified retirement plans. So do you ever really talk to your folks about this concept of maybe moving that money into a Roth by doing a conversion? Absolutely, we do. And the people that are proactive and come to us early before they retire, those are the ones that we can really help. Because I was speaking with somebody just yesterday about her particular situation, and she was so concerned about required minimum distributions. And she didn't even have to deal with them for a few years, but she gave me a little bit more information about her income needs and her sources of income. And I was pleased to be able to tell her that, in fact, there was a pretty substantial amount of money she could take out of her IRA tax-free. And she was blown away when I told her that. So, you know, understanding taxes is extremely important. Hey, I'm so glad you're listening to the Retirement Income Show. And for those of you listening, this is that time where you've got some questions, maybe about your own taxes in retirement. Well, I want to let you know, I'm giving away a great white page paper that we at the Stearns Retirement Group, we've commissioned this paper. It's called Proactive Tax Saving Strategies. This is the paper that you need if you've got questions in your own retirement about taxes. Just give us a call toll-free at 844-9-THE-WORD-REALLY. That's 844-9-R-E-A-L-L-Y. Request the white page paper, Proactive Tax Saving Strategies, and we'll get it sent out to you right away. I am Dave Stearns, and I'm here with my good friend, Michael Eastham, and today we are your co-hosts of the Retirement Income Show, where we're talking about those retirement risks that are relevant to you in this stage of life called retirement. And Dave, you know, the lady that I was just talking about a moment ago, you should have seen the look on her face. She was literally losing sleep, worrying about how she was going to cover taxes and deal with those when it came time to take required minimum distributions. And like I said, when we looked at her individual situation, she was living fine off of her elevated social security and didn't have a mortgage or anything like that. And so we ran through the numbers with her just at a high level. And you should have heard the sigh in her voice when I was able to tell her after we did the math that we could take a pretty sizable amount of her money out of her IRA tax-free, and then she could still live just fine. And she was thrilled about that. You know, people hear tax-deferred versus tax-free and taxable. They don't really understand the differences, but 
when you start to put hard numbers on it for people and they realize, wow, how do I do that? Then suddenly the light bulb goes on and they're excited about trying to pursue some of these boring financial strategies that you and I (laughs) dig our heads into every single day. Well, I really like that. That's amazing. Uh, I can only imagine the relief that she felt. That's what happens when you got a financial advisor, a fiduciary like you and I, that really is not asleep at the switch, that really works only with retirement. In other words, doesn't really work with 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds, but really can save our energy, our calendar space, and our brain space just for retirement. You did a great job. Now, our listeners might think, that you know you've got some special connection to Uncle Sam. So how in the world was that lady able to pull money out tax free from an IRA? Maybe you said it. I don't remember it, but I'm thinking that maybe she was under a certain threshold. Just explain yeah. that real quick, because I want to also then take us into another way to get some money out on a tax favorable basis. Sure. Yeah. Just real quick, you know, if your Social Security is your primary source of income. Well, then most people don't think about the fact that you've got something called a standard deduction. And that standard deduction reduces the amount of income that's taxable. And so if you have $20,000 in social security and you've got a $15,000 or $16,000 standard deduction, well, first of all, $0 of your social security is going to be taxable. That means you've got about a $15,000 window of money that standard deduction that you could take out of your IRA and not pay any taxes on it. Now, it's going to be different for everyone, but that's the gist of the strategy. And for this lady, it made all the difference in the world. Man, you really are a nerd. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> Man, that is so well explained. You no, know, but you remind me of that so often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, thank goodness we don't have a local constable listening to us today. Hey, but uh, that's, that's right. a great thing. And also, you know what, Michael, I don't want our listeners to pull off the road if they're driving or hit the pause button when they hear me say this or throw tomatoes if they were actually live. But, you know, today, honestly, taxes are really on sale. I mean, taxes were so much higher in the past. I mean, 1944, 1945, in that year, the highest wage earners. Now, today, if you're in the highest tax bracket, you know, you're in a 37% tax bracket. But 1944, 1945, it was 94%. Taxes were so high. And most people would agree taxes are going to be higher in the future. So when we've got clients who maybe aren't in the lowest tax bracket, but they're in a higher tax bracket, and they're worried about even a higher tax bracket in the future, I really want our listeners to know they can do a Roth conversion. I know we've talked about this from time to time, but you know, a while back, the government really relaxed all the Roth conversion rules. You know, they can convert any amount at any time, at any age. We're not talking about making a contribution. They're not working. We're talking about a conversion, Michael. What are your thoughts on Roth conversions? Yeah, well, the Roth conversion experience is something that'll change your life for sure. (laughs) And that is something you got to take a look at. But I do want to make sure that people are aware of this little known fact. People hear Roth conversion and they think it's an all or nothing venture. And the reality is that it's not. You can do as much or as little as makes sense for you. But one thing I will tell you is that when you convert IRA money to a Roth, you do have to pay taxes. There's no way around that really doing a Roth conversion. So you do have to look at the numbers. I've had people come into my office And they said, oh, I want to do a Roth conversion. And I always put the yellow flag up and say, let's look at the numbers. We do the math. We do a tax projection, help them see, well, what's it really going to cost? And all of a sudden, 
you know, that's when they start scratching their head going, ah, I'm not sure it's worth it. That's right. But that's why everyone is a little bit different. Yeah, that's right. It's like jumping out of an airplane when you don't have to. A Roth conversion is voluntarily paying taxes. You got to have some strong right. conviction. <laughs> but I that's will right. say this, you know, just to give a quick little example. I mean, right now in 2023, like if you're married filing jointly, the 12% tax bracket goes all the way up to 89,450. Like you explained earlier with the lady, I mean, let's say their standard deduction takes them down to about $79,000 of taxable income in that 12% tax bracket. Michael, they can do about a $10,000 Roth conversion and still pay taxes at 12%. And as long as they can pay the taxes out of another account, another means maybe their income or out of their savings, that may be a good example of when it might make sense because when in the future are you going to be able to pull money out of an IRA at 12%? That's so true, Dave. Well, we're having a great and robust discussion about the retirement risk that you face, especially when you're thinking about taxes. So for those of you that are listening, I just want to let you know, you can take advantage of a free retirement risk review with me, yours truly, one of the co-hosts of the Retirement Income Show. Just call me toll-free at 844-973-2559, 844-973-2559, and request a free retirement risk review, and they'll set up a time for us to spend about 30 to 45 minutes together where we'll talk about retirement risks like taxes and other things that you face in your retirement. Now, Dave, we've talked about taxes, but there are several other risks that could derail our listeners' retirement. And we want to make sure that they understand each one of them. Well, Michael, we are really having a great time today on the show. And we really had a good time talking about taxes, if that's possible, but I think we did. <laughs> and now I want to keep talking about some of these risks that our listeners face. And I hate to put our industry too much under the bus, but I feel like a lot of times, Michael, people come in for a retirement risk review. They talk to you. They talk to me. We look at their statements and darn it, they're just really not diversified. I mean, sometimes I'll see someone with, you know, $800,000 and they're in four mutual funds. And I just really don't understand it. So another risk that I think we should talk about is diversification risk. Now, when I throw that out there, what comes to your mind, Michael? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that $800,000 account in four mutual funds. One of the things that I find is when we look at those mutual funds, people don't realize how much overlap there is sometimes. And when I say overlap, I simply mean you have four different funds and they all have similar companies in them or there's overlap in a sector, like whether it's consumer staples or in some industrial accounts or something like that. But the same companies, you see them across two or three or even all four of those mutual funds. And that can be extremely dangerous because you don't want to have too much money in any one company in some cases, any one industry. So it's important that you understand what diversification really means. Yeah, that's well said. And the thing about mutual funds, I mean, they're not good. They're not bad. They're morally neutral. They are what they are. But the reality is, is there's so many of them, Michael. It's like going to right. the cereal aisle, right? 
or going to the medicine aisle where there's a lot of marketing that goes on. You know, you got a headache and all of a sudden you go to the medicine aisle and you find 12 things because of marketing that make you think it's going to solve your problem. And sometimes with mutual funds, things get a little murky. You can't see in there really well. So yeah, you get a lot of overlap in some of your mutual funds. You get a lot of hidden costs and hidden fees. And I know that's really not what we're talking about with diversification risk, but I like it kind of clean and I like it kind of simple. And so when I think about investing in retirement, I think a little bit more about doing my own research and buying direct investments right from either the stock company or the bond company. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, no question. I mean, when we talk about diversification in our portfolios, we look at individual securities for the most part, wherever it's practical, you know, for an $800,000 account or for a million dollar account, it's very reasonable to expect that you've got individual securities. And what I mean by that, Dave, is If you're going to use common stocks, you have individual common stocks. If you're going to use bonds, you have individual bonds and you intend to hold them to maturity. And the same thing is true with most other types of investments, whether they're income investments or growth investments. You know, we look at preferred stocks. I want to own the individual securities. That way we've got control. You don't have overlap in costs. And it's better off for the client. Now, if you just have a small amount and you're still trying to get diversification, well, listen, funds can work okay in that environment because they do give you some diversification. You just have to be very careful and kind of look underneath the hood to see what are the companies and what are the investments that are actually in those funds. And of course, the fees are important as well. Yeah, that's true. And when you bring up those individual like preferred stocks or those individual bonds. I mean, you're really kind of now opening up a can of worms that I want our listeners to really understand. It's a good can of worms. And what Michael and I are talking about right now on the Retirement Income Show is really diversifying into having some individual investments that you're actually investing with a direct contract like you do with a bond and a preferred. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Understanding contracts, you know, whether you have actual contracts or indirect contracts is very important. Hey, before Michael and I get a lot deeper into this concept of direct or indirect contract for investing, and you may not be sure if you're properly diversified where you're at right now in your own portfolio. If you're not sure about that, I want to just give you the opportunity to take advantage of a free retirement risk review. This is a chance for you to give me a call at 844-9-THE-WORD-REALLY, 844-9-THE-WORD-REALLY, and request a time to go over a retirement risk review with me. We're going to look at your individual situation. We're going to look at whether or not you're diversified in the world of taxes, whether or not you're diversified properly when it comes to investing in retirement. That's a really big deal. You don't get a second chance to really do this. If you've never had a retirement risk review, it's entirely free. Give me a call, 844-973-2559 and request your Retirement Risk Review. I'm Dave Stearns, and I'm here with my friend Michael Eastham, and together we're your co-hosts, and together we're absolutely crushing the topic of retirement and risk, those things that could derail your retirement dreams on the Retirement Income Show. Well, Dave, one of the things that people don't necessarily understand, we talk about direct contracts, indirect contracts, no contracts. A lot of our listeners don't really get what that means. When you talk about 
mutual funds, which is the world that most people invest in, there really aren't any contracts. The contract is what gives you the security. And when you're young, you're in the accumulation phase, then that may not be as big of a deal. But when you approach retirement and you step into retirement, contracts become very important. So when I talk about a contract, I think about an individual bond, for example, that there's a contract for both income. That's why it's called a fixed income security. Then there's a contract to get your principal back. It's called a maturity date. And as long as the company doesn't default, well, then you're going to get your money back. When I talk about an indirect contract, that means something like, you know, maybe a preferred stock where you have a partial contract, you have a contract for income, but not necessarily a contract for maturity. Those are a couple of differences, but they make a big difference when it comes to you being able to rely on income, which is what our listeners and our clients need when they step into retirement. It's that replacement, right? Yeah, that's so good. It's so true and it is right. And I'm glad you spent a little time clarifying it because at the very beginning, I thought our listeners, literally when they heard their word contract, they could be thinking Verizon, they could be thinking AT&T, they could be thinking- <laughs> that's more- right their cell phone, right? And so I really appreciate you clarifying. This is a case where contracts are good. They're not under any obligation to work with you or me. That's not what we're talking about. But when you buy a bond with a really good company and it's a direct purchase and that company stays in business, heck, they have a contract to our listeners. They have to pay them that income. And I think the other thing I want to point out, you know, in a rising interest rate environment, like we've all experienced you know, every bond on the planet has really gone down in value. And our clients that are in bond mutual funds, well, that really is a bummer because they have no guarantee that they're going to get anything back, really. But our clients, your clients, and my clients that are in individual bonds where we've done our own research, the contract says, hey, if that company doesn't default, it really is a paper loss because if that bond gets called back by the issuer or If it matures, they're going to get their par value back, even if it was trading below par. That's a big deal in retirement. So it's not just the stable income, but it's really that reality of knowing you've got par value protection. That's kind of a big deal, Michael. It is a big deal, Dave. And the thing that I think is also important is you mentioned that word default and people hear that and they're like, oh, well, that's why I don't want to invest in bonds because they could default. Well, you may remember what I said a minute ago about diversification, right? We we want to make sure that you're not going to put all your eggs in one bond. You're going to diversify so that your money is spread across many different companies, whether it's a bond or preferred stock or BDC, et cetera, so that even if there is a default, then it may just cause a minor ripple in your income. It's not going to put you in the poorhouse. That's what I'm talking about. And then unfortunately, like you mentioned, people have bond funds They don't realize that neither one of those contracts that we talked about as being so important, they don't exist in a bond fund. Yeah. Hey, for those of you listening right now, you're thinking, man, they're talking about contracts and indirect contracts and direct contracts. And I just want to give you a little bit of a challenge. If you're listening right now, I want you to go home. When you get out of your car, I want you to go pull up your statements and look at them. And if you're sitting there in a whole lot of bond and mutual funds, then you're really missing a lot of what Michael and I have been talking about. And I want to invite you to give me a call toll-free at 844-9-THE-WORD-REALLY. I've got a white page paper that we at the Stearns Retirement Group, we've commissioned it. It's called Bonds versus Bond Mutual Funds. You need this paper bond versus bond mutual funds. And this talks a little bit more about what Michael and I have been talking about. So give me a call toll free 
844-9 the word really that's 844-973-2559 i bet most of you listening are heavy in bond mutual funds request the paper bond versus bond mutual funds and we'll get it out to you right away i'm so glad that you're listening to the retirement income show i'm dave stearns and i'm here with my friend michael eastham and together we're talking about those retirement risks that tend to threaten your retirement and sneak up on you that's why we're talking about them today on the retirement income show all right michael man we're coming to the end of the show already and i think the thing that i really want our clients to think about when they hear the word contract you know it's kind of like when you buy a red car all of a sudden you see a bunch of red cars when they hear the word contract when they get off the radio and in the next week i want them to think about this contract when you're investing means two things one you don't have a lazy advisor they're doing their own research and they're buying direct stocks direct bonds but the other thing it means is they want stable income they want paychecks that they can count on and you know what when they're invested in a direct contract or even an indirect contract what they've got is stable predictable income it's what they want in retirement dave that's a great point and one other thing that i want to bring up as we kind of wrap up this segment is the fact that people when they think about risk they simply think about am i aggressive or am i conservative when they don't really consider how much drawdown on my investments am i willing to accept when i'm retired and when I talk about drawdown, I just mean, hey, if you have your money in stocks, if you're in stock funds or even individual stocks, and you're at risk with a market drops by 40 or 50% of losing half your money, if you've got a million bucks, now you wake up in retirement and suddenly you look at your statement, you got $500,000. Is that okay with you? If it's not, that's kind of a rhetorical statement. But in reality, most people are not going to be happy with that. Then it is important for you to understand when you retire the type of strategy that you have in your retirement accounts because you have to shift from a more aggressive growth orientation to things designed to pay income. That's the big gotcha that I think most people are not listening to or don't really understand out there in the world today. Wow, Michael, can you believe it? It happened again so fast. We've had a great time together. Hey, for our listeners, I just want you to know we're really grateful that you've tuned in to the episode called Retirement Risk. And guess what? You come back next week as Michael and I will be doing it again. We'll be talking about some exciting areas that you need to be thinking about in your own retirement. But until we meet again, hey, make it a great day in the classic city. That's all the time we have for today. To speak with David Stearns, call 844-9-REALLY. That's 844-9-R-E-A-L-L-Y. Really. And for more information about our program, visit us online at IncomeIsKing.com. That's IncomeIsKing.com. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Stearns Retirement Group and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Stearns Retirement Group is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.